Welcome to the Ease of Business Podcast for the Enlightened Entrepreneur, hosted by Lisa Shermerhorn and Celeste Hartwell. Here is where we help disruptors gain clarity on how to make a bigger impact while living a life of abundance. Through reading amazing books that have helped us in business. Thanks so much for joining us and let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our sixth episode of the Ease of Business podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Celeste Hartwell, and I'm so excited to be here with Lisa Schumerhorn. And we have a really, really special treat today considering concerning the book that we're reading, that we've read, that we're having a conversation about. So Lisa, tell us all about what we're doing today. Well, I am really excited because this guest is very near and dear to my heart. Not only is he amazing at what he does, he's also my business partner. <laughs> and you'll know why I chose to go into business with him when we get by the time we're through with this. And I just want to give you a little background about him. Um, Kevin is also a mindset coach. He's an author. He's a professional speaker, a seminar leader. He's also an award-winning hypnotherapist, and he's an expert in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. Um, he has one of the biggest hearts of anyone that I know, and I can't wait for you to hear his story and learn about his book, Living Your Dreams, Simply by Changing Your Perceptions. So I can't wait to bring him on. So with that, we're going to bring Mr. Kevin in. So welcome, 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 Kevin. Hey, how you doing? Oh, it's so exciting to be here. Lisa, it's so exciting to see you again. <laughs> Other than the three times we saw each other today. Started. Yeah, so we, we talk to each other, see each other every day. And I know, Celeste, I feel like I'm going to be a third me. wheel in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, both of you, for having me on here. I'm excited. Yeah, well, welcome. We're really excited. So, Kevin, I guess since Lisa knows you so well, I'll ask the first question and, and maybe we'll just go back and forth and ask what we feel sure. called to. But tell us a little bit more about yourself and your life as it pertains to writing your book. Okay, well, sure. I'd love to. Uh, I, you know, when I got out of school, I had a path which is completely different than it is today. It was technology. It was software. So I got in in, in the computer business. And in about 10 years, I said to myself, I've always wanted, since I was a kid, to own my own business. I mean, I tried when I was a kid. I sold seeds. I sold greeting cards. I sold pets that weren't mine. No, <laughs> I tried to have a business. And so I dreamed of it. And my mother had her own business. And so I said, yeah, it's time for me to have a business. And when I when I did, I said, what can I do? Now, I had been, I'd done everything in the software business, but I had been a trainer for many years. And I trained all over the world. So I said, that's the kind of business I should get into. So there was a software, a, a sales training business, a franchise. And I said, you know, I can train really well, but I have no idea how to sell. And they said, that's what we do for a living. We'll teach you. At least I thought they were going to teach me. They taught me and they taught me all these things to, to teach others, to teach salespeople and stuff. 
And I learned later on that most of what I was teaching the salespeople was something based on neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. So it was my first dive into this NLP thing, which was, you know, all these language patterns that you use for sales. And at the same time, I had a, you know, the old business brought me in. By the way, they tell you, if you're going to open up a new business, do it all the way. Don't keep your foot in the old business. Well, I kept my foot in the old business. Guess what? That old business turned into a very lucrative business that after five years got up to a million dollars a year. So I, I love the fact that I did that. I was very busy around that time. But around that time also, by the way, this was... I. Lisa, I think I might have, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but you, you talk about sometimes big mistakes or big possible mistakes you make. The day I, I left my full-time job and started my new business, and when the day I started my new business, it was I was probably about 50K in the hole for the franchise fee and everything else, was the day my second adopted baby arrived at the house. <laughs> it was funny. I said, uh, see you, honey. I got to go out to the, I got to go out to Maryland today. <laughs> she said, but the baby's coming. <laughs> anyway, um, we adopted, as you learned, uh, we adopted our children. We adopted three children. Our first one was five and a half years old when we adopted him. And when he walked in the house, he had already lived in seven different homes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and we knew the we knew what it was like in his birth home, and it wasn't very nice because his his parents were addicts. They they were alcoholics and addicts, and so they a lot of neglect and stuff. But we didn't have any idea about the foster homes, and as it turned out later on, we learned there was a lot of abuse in there as well. And so he came into the house with some problems, some big problems from day from the first day on and they just steamrolled and got worse and worse. When he went to school, he got suspended as a, in kindergarten. I had not heard of any kid getting suspended in kindergarten before. Um, at 10 years old, he was too dangerous. We had two other adopted children at that time, but he was volatile. He'd, he'd take rage fits and just throw things around and he'd grab at people and stuff like that. So we had to have him, uh, out of the house and put in a residential, which we thought, you know, therapy every day. And he has his own therapist and a psychiatrist on board. Everybody's a licensed counselor. And we thought this is it. This is going to work. And unfortunately, it was the opposite. He just mm -hmm. became worse and worse until, you know, he was the worst child in these residentials that he was in. And at 17 years old, they said, you know, he's got to go into psychiatric lockdown. Well, I kind of saw that this wasn't working. So I said, what can work? And I I learned about this NLP I just told you in this in this business atmosphere. But when I read about it, they said clinical. It does stuff clinical. So I went on my own journey and I learned a lot about this NLP. And I started learning to do it in getting trained. And finally, I, you know, someone told me right out, said, you can't, you can't work on your own family. It's just not going to work. So I said, okay, I wanted to help my son as much as I could. So I found someone who was trained the same way. And in three, five hour sessions, everything disappeared. 
Wow. He was 17 years old at the time. Three five-hour sessions, everything disappeared. And I said at that time, that week, I can still remember that week because the therapist had us in her office. She she was going she was trapping us and she was saying cease and desist or else. And the or else is we lose our parental rights. And we I said, it's done. It's done. I don't have to worry about it. And you know, from that day on. So I said to myself, I want to do this. I want to help people. I want to help people like this. And so I went and finished my training, hung up a shingle, and I've been doing it ever since in various ways. And and it's just when we talk about why you do the things you do, and especially in 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 uh, the profession I'm in, usually it's very personal. This is very personal, but it's not me. It's my son. When I saw the miracle, I saw this is the passion I have for what I do. And so I said, this is it. This is it. By the way, I, I want to finish that story. That my son was 17 at the time. He's 32 years old now. He's going to be 33 in another couple of months. And his son that he's adopting just turned eight this week and so it's a wonderful circle my son has decided to do what his parents did is adopt and help out another child he's got a great heart so by the way the the violence that he was in there for the triggers the 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 explosiveness all went away that week that time he had a treatment hasn't come back and believe me he's had the opportunity to because with some of his friends that were in still in uh those stages and had those problems some of his friends they did things to him that he no one would have blamed them if you beat the heck out of him but he never did he took it his violence Completely, completely gone, has never come back. He's got a heart of gold, and it's wonderful that this saved him. This thing, well, I, NLP, there's a lot of healing modalities out there, but uh, NLP is the one that uh, has that had done it for him with a little bit of hypnosis. So I just love that fact. That's That's my story. That's what keeps me going. That's why every time someone talks to me and I my heart goes out because they shouldn't be living the way they do when they come to me for help. And I say to myself, I want to help you the same way someone helped my son. I love that. So thank you so much for sharing that story because that's really mind blowing and hearing where he was to where he is now. Like, I'm glad that you kept on with like where he is now, because that was going to yeah. be my follow-up question. <laughs> Cause I was like, tell us now. Uh, that's just so <laughs> profound. And I can tell now why Lisa was like, you've got to, we've got to talk to Kevin because his heart is so big. And yeah, that's so amazing. It, it, it's, it's an amazing story and uh, I love it. And it drives, it drives my passion and, you know, things are just, Things happen in our lives for a reason, and that got me on board to really do what I do today. I really thought I was going to get into motivational type stuff, which in in a little ways I do, but I never saw myself as as a healer, and now I can't see myself as anything else. Hmm. I love that. 
So, so Kevin, the name of your book, and I know there are people who won't be able to see this, but I'm going to hold it up, and it's called Living Your Dream Life, and then Simply by Changing Your Perceptions. Simply by Changing Your Perceptions. So how My is that possible? How can you live your dream life by changing your perceptions? Let, let me tell you a little story about the book first before I answer that question. There was a previous book to that. And I had titled it, Perceive This. It was right around the, t the time of that uh, movie came out, which was Analyze This. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> and um, How to Change Your Life uh, by Changing Your Perceptions. The book, the, This book is a rewrite of that book. I took everything good and I added some more. But I remember when I first wrote it, I was convinced everything Everything I knew about psychology, everything I knew about human nature, I was convinced that we see the world through our perceptions and our perceptions are built through our beliefs. When I rewrote the book four years later or five years later, it, it occurred to me that I was even more convinced because of everything that I had been, everyone that I was working with, everything that I'm doing between my work with clients and my training, it proved to me that it is our perceptions that drive how we, how we act in the world and how we experience the world. So our perceptions drive our experiences. And that's where this comes from is you want to change you want to change your life, start by changing your beliefs, which will then change your perceptions, which will absolutely change your life. Let me read you a quote from the front page of that. The way in which you perceive life determines the way in which you react to life. It is the reaction to life that determines where and how far you go. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. It is, and, and anyone tell you, it's, it's, it's the way we act determines where we go and how far we go. But it's our perceptions that determine the way we act. And so all we have to do, and Lisa, I know that, I know that you're, in your new book, you're talking a lot about lenses. And that's, that's part of NLP is, is we have a lens and we look through this lens and this lens determines how we experience life. And, and in some way, I used to do things with quantum physics and I think you, both of you might know a little bit about quantum mechanics and quantum physics. And it has to do with the, you know, what we see is what we experience, what we project uh is 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 what we're getting back so we're you know we're seeing things in a certain way so they're going to be in that certain way for us i mean we're all going to see our desk and our desk will be solid yes by the way um physics tells us our desks aren't solid they're uh, made with atoms that have tons of spaces between electrons and stuff like that um, but that's not the perception I'm talking about. The perception I'm talking about is if you have a drab view of the world, if you have a negative view of the world, everything you're going to see out there is going to be negative, right? You're going to, you're going to find the negativity that that's there and you're going to, you're going to focus in on it all the time. And you're going to say to yourself, that's why I'm negative because it's all negative.
It's a reaffirming thing. However, if you have a nice positive view in the world, you're going to find the positive stuff that's out there. And you're going to say to yourself, wow, this did, I really like the way the world runs. And there's a lot of positive stuff. And I know that your audience right now is probably saying there's, there's no positive stuff in the world. Yes, there is a lot of positive stuff in the world. If you looked at everything that was going on across the world uh, and seeing all these wonderful stories of people saving people and people being so generous and kind to people that were coming out of the Ukraine, there's all sorts of positive things. But if you're only concerned about the negativity, that's all you're going to see is the disaster stuff. That's our lenses. And that to me, you know, is we actually create our world. We create our own world. So that's really where this perception comes, Lisa. That's you can, you, you can change your perceptions and therefore change the way you experience life. One, one quick thing that I wanted to, to mention, this isn't just a book to read. What I love about is the format that you actually can precipitate change when you read it because you might want to talk about the format, but you have a lot of exercises in the book to really help people shift and change as they go through the book. I meant it for a, thank you, Lisa. I meant it for a workbook. I meant it for, I, when I wrote the book, I said, you know, I want to, I want to get people to change. People don't just change by reading. It can happen and has happened on occasion, but the concepts I wanted to put through, I wanted them to actually, yeah, be able to do the exercises and affect change in themselves. And that was my hope. That was my hope. You want a, a little book story about the book, about the actual first book? And and sure. because you're you're talking to book authors all the time, right? Right. So I wrote my first book, I think, in three or four months. Then I sent it out to an editor. And the editor sent back an editorial that was twice as thick as my book. And she started out with, who do you think you are writing a personal development book? <laughs> Talk about it everyone's worst me. nightmare when they're putting yeah. their heart on the page, right? Yes, exactly. It took me four years before I went back and, and revised my book. I actually had to hire a coach. I had a Tony Robbins coach. And then it took me another three months to get it published. I got to say, I learned a lot from the editorial. Uh, not from her opinions, of course, but from her editorial, from a, from a book editing standpoint and grammar and everything else. I learned a ton. But boy, did that shut me down for a long time. So anyone out there who's who's writing a book, don't let people's opinions stop you. Don't let people's opinions Yeah, I stop. used to coach people on writing books, Kevin, and... The biggest thing that people would say was, I was never a writer. I don't know grammar. I, you know, I, you know, there's already been a million books on this topic. And that was the number one thing that I was coaching people through was, I am not your English teacher from second grade or, you know, like, I, 
I don't care what your grammar looks like. I care that your story is there. I care that how you help people is present. I care that how you are showing up is how you sound when I speak to you, because that's Mm -hmm. what people are going to hear. Right. And like, that's the biggest thing that when anyone is writing a book needs to remember, yes, there's maybe been a thousand books on your particular topic that have been published, but none of them have come from you. And your people need to hear your voice on it. They need to hear your take on it. So I'm so glad that you were able to get through that because some people don't. A lot of people don't. So congratulations to you because it's thank you, it's thank you. And I got a, I, I, I got a, a new book in the works. Hopefully, it'll come out later this year. Yay. And it is more advanced on actual uh, techniques for change, and really a good foundation of how we work as human beings, how we that. work, and how our subconscious drives us. And you know who's who's I, I used to like that term, which used by in several books. Who's driving the bus, right? And uh, so I, I explain all that. I, I just love being able to uh, teach people this stuff and, and help people use it to make change themselves. I love Kevin, that. Sorry. Kevin has also invented his own um, technique, EMRT, that helps people with anxiety and pulls them out of, you know, really difficult situations. I don't know if you want to talk to that briefly. I know it's not sure. in the book, but. I'm hoping that'll be in your next book. That is going to be part of my next my next book. Yes, um, I, I did an interesting uh, deep dive into uh, eye movement, and in, in NLP there is something called eye movement integration. And of course, we have those of you that are familiar with therapy, we have EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization. We something <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so when I was studying all these and, and several others, I realized um, none of them really the, the explanations for how they work were different from everyone. So I went and did just something random, not random, but I, I said, okay, let's look at M- fMRIs on eye movement, period, just not on any any technique. And I found what happens when your eyes are moving, your head staying still. And so with that, I surmised exactly what is going on. So I created my own protocol, which not only does the kind of things that um, these other ones were proposing to do and actually to a degree do do. do. Mayan does a lot more because I, I taught a base of people. They went off. And they use it in their practices for almost anything. And they got all sorts of feedback. It's like, whoa, this stuff is powerful. And I didn't even realize it. So I have uh, eye movement release technique. Um, and it is uh, it is wonderful. I have a setup, which is different from EMDR, because EMDR setup can be a little dangerous. Uh, one of the problems with it as a lot of people have uh have reactions and stuff like that but this is another just another tool that drove me to say okay these people shouldn't have these triggers they shouldn't have to deal with these triggers they shouldn't have to deal with the, the negative stuff that's in their life so it drove me to just create something to help them release that one of the things it works on and i i never imagined it when i 
built this, but I use it all the time for something called limiting beliefs. Mm. Do you know what a limiting belief belief is, Celeste? Because I know I do know know what a limiting belief is, but I would invite you to explain it for anyone in the audience who may not be familiar. Sure, Uh, a limiting belief is is really a a a belief that you have that's disempowering. It's a belief that you usually it's you can't do something right or around something that limits you. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you can't be one of the things that Lisa and I find in our work, especially with, uh, business people is people have these beliefs around money mm-hmm. that sometimes they don't even know they have. Right. And this comes from growing up in the households where they say, well, money's the root of all evil. Uh, wealthy people aren't, you know, are crooked, all sorts of things like that. Because, you know, that our parents are talking about their beliefs that they got when they were kids, right? And so we grow up with these beliefs, and all of a sudden, when we try to make money, something stops us. So one of the things with this EMRT, I didn't realize, is within seconds, you can release a limiting belief. Hmm. And when you release that limiting belief, your perceptions were all around that limiting belief. You probably would have looked at making money in such a, a limiting way or as such, oh, wow, I, I don't really want to make the money. I don't want to be one of those or this or that. And all of a sudden you release that and your perceptions change altogether. And your perceptions of yourself and your capabilities and your abilities change all together. And all of a sudden you become the kind of person that can be successful in whatever you want to do. Because your limited beliefs go that were stopping you, that were holding you back, go away. And you're, you look at life differently. That's back to living your dream life by cha- simply changing your perceptions. That's awesome. It's just a remarkable thing. It's a cool, it's the coolest thing to see happen. It really is. That's amazing. So getting back to the book, I just, we're going to, we're a little bit short on time now, but I want to get back and just, just in case anybody is really interested in the work. I mean, it sounds like your work is really profound, Kevin. I'm excited for your new book. I mean, this one was amazing and I'm really excited for the new one. And I'm going to be honest, I listened to your book and I did not do the work. So that is also on me and that is my next step. (laughs) But I wanted to know, what do you feel like if people don't have the time to go through the entire book or all of the workbook? Is there one specific section or chapter that you feel is the most important that would be most beneficial for them? Well, there is, there is one of my favorite chapters is finding your mission Hmm. because when you find your mission, basically it has to do with your purpose. That's where your drive is. And so I have, uh, I, I enjoyed, writing that. I enjoyed going through the whole exercises that I built in there. I enjoyed walking other people through it. I enjoy rereading it. So I think even though we're individuals, regardless if you got a business or not, make a mission statement for yourself like a business would. Make a mission statement. Find a mission statement for yourself. And that mission statement usually ties to purpose, right? So why are you here? What is it that you're here to do? And I, I tell the story of um, Alfred Noe, no, Noble, 
Alfred Nobel from Nobel Peace Prize. Before he turned so charitable, he was known as a manufacturer of death because he had he had dynamite plants and he was selling to to um, armies all over the world. And so he didn't realize that people saw him like that. He didn't realize that he was he didn't want to be like that. So he changed his whole mission. He shut down everything or sold everything and then started the charities and the, the, with the Nobel Peace Prize and everything else. So if we to now haven't had a great mission or one that we'd be proud of, or it doesn't seem like it is, the book walks you through all this. You still can change it. You still can can change who you are and change your beliefs and then have a wonderful mission statement. Your mission statement is your umbrella. I'm, I'm, I'm making an umbrella now for those listening to this over my head. <laughs> your mission statement is your umbrella, meaning that if you really got a great mission statement that's to your heart, all your decisions, everything you do in life will be aligned with that mission. And that's what the reason to have one in the first place. I love that. I feel like that's a beautiful place to end. Did you have any other questions, Lisa, that you wanted to ask? Well, I know that not only is Kevin a great author, but he's also an amazing mindset coach. So I don't know if you want to tell people um, how they can reach you and what a session with you might look like and um and some of the work that you do. Sure, sure. Um, uh, the company that Lisa and I run is Peak Performance Mindset Coaching, which is easy to find because it's at peakperformancemindsetcoaching.com. And my email is kevin at peakperformancemindsetcoaching.com. <laughs> it's long, but it's easy to remember. <laughs> and I... I like to say that, yeah, I help people get get those blocks, those obstacles out of their way, right? And those obstacles are the, the limiting beliefs um, and the emotional issues and everything else. And that's in the way, whether you're a business leader or you're just an individual uh, housewife or just anyone, we all have that in our way. We all have those things that hold us back from being who we want to be, maybe even living that dream life. So those are the kinds of things I work with people with. And it's wonderful. It's easy. There's, it's hypnosis or the waking hypnosis that I do, which is NLP, is nothing to be afraid of. It's, um, it's grounded in science, as well as regular hypnosis, by the way, is grounded in science. It's nothing mystical, nothing to be afraid of. And so if you ever want to try it or you ever want to discuss anything in my book or anything we talked about, you can reach out to me. And if you find me on Facebook, Kevin Martin on Facebook, Tuesday mornings, I have every Tuesday morning at nine o'clock Eastern, I have a coffee with Kevin little podcast. Because As I he takes coffee. a sip of coffee. Yeah, so he takes a sip of yeah. coffee. Um, it's decaf, you know, by the way. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that I like to quickly de demystify about hypnosis, because people think that it's a way to control people or, so, or NLP. And I will say in my experience that I can't make anyone do anything that they don't want to do. And one of the other things that I say is that we are programmed 
on our own through our lifetime between our belief systems and what our parents tell us and from our religion and school and any traumas that we experience. And what, what Kevin is actually doing is unprogramming you so that mm -hmm. you can actually be who you are supposed to be getting rid of all the programming and the hypnosis that happened to you naturally because it's actually a natural state. When, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're, go, you know, and you're walking and you're not fully awake, that's all it is. And so I invite you to just give it a try because this work gets to the root cause. And he does really amazing work. And uh, I want to thank you so much, Kevin, for being here. Oh, thank you very much for having me, both you, Lisa, and Celeste. I love the questions. Thank you. I loved being here. Yeah, thank you so much, Kevin. So we're going to say goodbye to you. And we really appreciate you being here. So for our, we're so appreciative to have had Kevin Martin with us today, again, from peakperformancemindsetcoaching.com. And again, please make sure that if you're interested in this material, doing some of this on your own, changing your life, creating what you want, please go out and look up his book, Living Your Dream Life Simply by Changing Your Perceptions. And we'll you can find it on Amazon and I'm sure other places that books are sold online, but definitely Amazon. And we wanted to announce that next month's book is Happy Pocket Full of Money. It's Infinite Wealth and Abundance in the Here and Now by David Cameron Gakandi. And so I'm just going to gush a little bit. Like I've been all over this book lately, listening to it every single day, and it has been changing my whole entire life. So I am so excited to share that with you guys, to share that with Lisa. And that is, I'm just so excited. So Thank you so much for being here with us today. We're so appreciative of your time. We know there are so many different podcasts out there that you could be listening to. And we're so honored that you are spending your time with us today. And if you have a book or have written a book that you would like us to read, listen to, discuss, or maybe you are an author, you've written a book and you want to be interviewed, please send us an email. Go to easeabusinesspodcast.com. Send us a note on Facebook or LinkedIn, both Lisa and I. You can find us there, Lisa Shermerhorn and Celeste Hartwell. And we would love to hear from you. So Lisa, do you have anything else to add before we end? We back up? No, I really love this today. And thank you for the honor of uh, being able to do this podcast with you and uh, looking forward to next month. I can't wait to dig into that book. It sounds really amazing. I looked at the review on it and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going in that. <laughs> and <laughs> I will say that the audiobook is different than the physical copy. So I've been devouring the audio, um, but I've heard other people say there's actually more in the audio than there is in the physical oh. book. So just high, high points for Audible. That's, that's my push. <laughs> I already so, downloaded yeah. my copy. That's amazing. <laughs> so we will be here again on the third Tuesday of the month of May, which is Tuesday, the 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to catch us live on Facebook or on our YouTube channel, again, you can get to those links from easeofbusinesspodcast.com. And we look forward to seeing you then.
This has been the Ease of Business podcast for enlightened entrepreneurs, hosted by Lisa Schumerhorn and Celeste Hartwell. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us at theeaseofbusiness.com on our Facebook page and on YouTube at the Ease of Business podcast. We stream live on YouTube and Facebook every third Tuesday of the month. And we'd love it if you'd like to read the book that we're doing next and join in the conversation live at 7 p.m. Eastern. See you then.